Hi, I'm Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Thanks for being here. We talk about animism to help make it more accessible and easier for you to wrap your head around. But it's not the easiest thing to talk about in a the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao kind of way. It's also because animism encompasses everything. If I start talking about the tail of an elephant, it's easy to get the idea that it looks long, round, and swishes. But if you zoom out and look at the ears, well, then it doesn't really describe it at all. And if you look at the mouth, that definitely doesn't even come close. And that's really sort of sums up how animism works. It is this and it's not. It's black and it's white. And one of the things that may make that easier to understand and harder at the same time is looking at it from a place of values. The one we're talking about today is honesty. Wrapped up in that is also things like integrity, trustworthiness, and things like that, and why it's such an important piece of animism. So let's give gratitude to the ancestors so we can get to honesty. I acknowledge the element of earth and thank you for the cherries, babies, puppies, soil, seeds, and tenacity. Thank you for all the things that we can touch, smell, taste, hear, and see. Thank you for sensuality, pleasure, groundedness, and all those lovely earthly qualities that help us to be physical and enjoy the physical. I acknowledge and give gratitude to air for discernment, words, music, poetry, prayers, smoke that sends our thoughts and love to the other world, inspiration, ideas, and the breath that sustains our lives. Acknowledge the element of fire and give thanks for power, action, anger that motivates us to do things, passion, and for helping us to destroy things whose time has come. Thank you, fire, for giving us warmth that helps us to survive. Acknowledge and give gratitude for water. Thank you for all the things that are mysterious that we can't see. Thank you for intuition, psychic abilities, emotions, and the rain that fills the rivers and hydrates us. Acknowledge our plant, animal, mineral, and human ancestors and give gratitude for making our lives possible and guiding us through in ways that we see and don't see. I have so many blessings that it's hard to speak them all. And thank you to you, our listening audience. If we provide any inspiration or value to your lives, please consider reciprocating with a review on iTunes, a comment, or a donation. All of these things help us to continue our mission. We can also share... Uh, on social media so that we can reach people who may be in need of pan society but don't know who we are so as you know we don't have a rule book here there are no 10 commandments that tells you when you're in bounds and when you're out of bounds you could go all loosey-goosey and still be a perfectly acceptable animist that's one of the things that i really enjoy about it actually everybody wants a place where they can always return to a place where they're welcome and i hope pan society is that we aren't going to let you abuse people, but no matter what you believe, you're welcome here. And if you're all tattooed and I don't know what the symbol of an outlier is, but whatever that thing is, you can be an animist. And that's because our path is one of values, not rules. Nature is our teacher. And with nature, for everything that you see, there's always its opposites. Life's a circle. It's the yin and the yang. And since it does encompass light and dark, if you want to navigate through the world in a connected way, it helps to be honest. If I'm in the dark, it helps to know that. If I'm sinking or succeeding, I want to know. Truth gives us safety and a sense of security. 
in a place that's really not all that certain because it's always changing. And honesty is something that I think we all want with other people because we know um, that we want to feel like we can trust people that we share our lives with. Even if it's a short interaction, like I'm going to buy gum, I want to know that the guy behind the counter is going to give me the correct change. He's not going to try to chat me up so he can lure me into a dark alley or, or whatever. We want our lives to be safe, right? I don't want to worry that the woman next door is plotting against me in some way or that the guy 10 states away is virtually spying on me and setting me up to humiliate me or, or something weird like that. So we all want it, but most people in America are not honest. And if you ask them to rate themselves, they're going to tell you that they are, but they're really not that honest. There's lots of examples from many cultures that show that shame avoidance is one of the reasons for lying. Asia is certainly big on that. If you look at all the Jane Austen novels, you'll see that in Regency area England, you're expected to be polite and agreeable, not rock the boat, those kinds of things. So honesty is rare and not always appreciated. Things are really nice, but not necessarily deep or meaningful. In tribal cultures where survival depends on being able to rely on each other, it seems that honesty is more valuable than saving someone's feelings. There is an Australian Aboriginal story that illustrates this, and it goes like this. A long time ago, there was a great drought, and food became very scarce. Everybody was hungry and worried, but whatever food the tribe was able to hunt and gather was shared and enjoyed by everybody. And Mundaba was a young hunter who spent most of his time looking for wild bees. Each day he went out at sunrise and did not return until sunset. Each day he came back empty-handed, saying honey was scarce. But he enjoyed his share of food and that was collected by the others. And the clever man saw that um, this was going on and he was suspicious. So he sent his spirit servant to follow Mundaba the next morning. The small invisible spirit saw Mundaba find a beehive in a hole in a tree and remove and eat the honey. The invisible spirit followed Mundaba from tree to tree and watched this happen over and over. Outraged by his grief, the spirit servant began to sing to the tree and persuade the tree to make the hole smaller and smaller, and soon Mundaba's arm was stuck in the tree. And that's where Mundaba remained, and he was found dead, hanging by his arm from the tree. So that's what happens to liars and the greedy. The Ashinabi have seven values called the sacred teachings, and honesty is represented by Bigfoot as Animals are often teachers. And the Bigfoot holds its heart to remind us to live in honesty, to live from the heart. Never lie or gossip. Be honest with yourself and others. Speak from your heart and be true to your word. The Ojibwa also value honesty and say that it takes bravery to be honest in our words and actions. One needs to find uh, honesty first and foremost with oneself. And practicing honesty with oneself makes it easier to be honest with others. And this is what I'm talking about. This is not how Westerners see it. Philip Zimbardo and John Boyd did some groundbreaking research on time and how it impacts our psychology and thus our whole culture, really. And they said that everyone has a relationship to time. We can be predominantly past, present, or future-oriented, and that orientation can be positive or negative. Most Americans are present-oriented, and in the present position, it's actually called present hedonistic, which is a let the good times roll type of attitude or eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow. We shall die attitude. And it can be um, a present fatalistic approach, which is like it doesn't matter what I do 
because everything happens according to God's will. This is a little different from an everything happens for a reason perspective. Usually with the latter, um, it there's a, a sense of positive meaning. So everything happens for a positive uh, reason versus the former has a sense of powerlessness about it. And then there is the Zen type of power of now approach to um, the present, which is more mindful. And it's a holistic view where all time is now and it blends past, present and future into this moment. So which one do you think Americans uh, embrace? And probably other Westerners, too. If you said hedonistic, you're correct. (laughs) So present hedonistic people report being more social aggressive and depressed so there's pros and cons and we are more likely to exercise and gamble engage in addictions but are less emotionally stable and have less impulse control sound like us we're also more creative and more happy but guess what else we lie and steal more so this is a culture that rewards stimulation novelty and pleasure and avoids pain which is why we steal more and lie more We hate being bored and we don't do delayed gratification or hard stuff in general. So if you want to be a good tribe member and connect to the community of humans, plants, animals, minerals, the ancestors, we got to deal with that problem. Honesty is not easy. Think about it. When you're honest, it's like you're standing naked in the street for everybody to see. People might not like your opinions, your past, your ambitions, or your attitude. And when you're honest, you have to be prepared to lose respect and be left behind. Some people are not going to tolerate you. So it's a gigantic risk to do that in a world that wants entertaining. You know, they want fun and to be pain-free right now. And if you're honest, that's not you. (laughs) So uh, let's imagine what it looks like to be this freak in nature in a tribe of other people just like you. It's safe. You know where you stand at all times. You know who likes you and who doesn't. And when someone says they'll be there for you, you can take it to the bank. If somebody courts you, you can depend on them being unattached and free to be with you. If you hire someone to do some work, you trust that it'll be done on time at a price that you agree to. It's little things that we used to be able to take for granted that don't really exist anymore. I've always been more honest than most, uh, if I'm assessing myself correctly. And uh, I don't know if it's because I grew up with an animist uh, background or because I'm an INTJ, because my parents are really honest people, or because I've just um, been pretty pretty holistically present-oriented. I don't know. But I can tell you that when you are this way, people treat you differently. They either uh, come correct or they leave your life. It's like they know that they can't do the loosey-goosey thing with commitments or details and still hang around. They learn not to ask questions that they don't want answers to. So you don't get questions like, does this dress make me look fat? (laughs) In fact, I'll give you a story uh, about that to show you what I mean. When I was in the 10th grade, I hung out with two girls who were mutual friends. And one was really insecure and would say things like, oh, I'm so fat. So that you would tell her that she looked pretty or something. So it was her way of getting uh, attention. And she wasn't a beauty queen or the most talented, amazing person in the room, but she wasn't horrid by any stretch either. So I'm, I'm guessing she's just a typical teenager with lots of insecurities. 
Well, one day near the end of the school year, I heard she was dating one of the hottest, most popular guys in school. And I saw this girl every day of my life. And if something like that was cooking, I would have thought that I'd know something about it from her. I mean, she's my friend. So when I heard the rumor, I was like, you're out of your mind. Well, news travels like wildfire. And the very next period was lunch. And she confronted me. She was like, I heard what you said about me. And I heard you said that it couldn't, you know, about me and this guy. And it couldn't be true. I know, you know, I've said I'm not the most tactful person either. Not because I'm trying to be mean, just because I'm not that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> It would be a blessing to be both truthful and tactful. But my reply was, well, you have to admit it's hard to believe. Now, I didn't say it to be insulting, but for 10,000 other reasons. These two people didn't run with the same crowd. She's not remotely similar to the type of girl that he usually dates. Never spoke his name to me. You know, I'm her one of her best friends. And then all of a sudden they're dating. It, it seemed hard to believe. And uh, she got offended and didn't speak to me again. But this is the part of being truthful, too, because had she been truthful with herself, she would have seen that what I said was true. The guy was using her and took a lot of things from her. And when she had nothing left to give, he was gone. So I'm not telling you this story to be gossipy. I'm only saying this to demonstrate that we do this type of thing to ourselves one of the reasons why police officers hate domestic violence calls is that the, the victim is just as likely to turn on the officer as the abuser is. The victim's hurt, needs help, and as soon as something happens to shine a light on the damage being done there or the, this horrible situation, they'll deny it and do what they can to make the other person um, shine in the light, the bad guy. This is why I'm saying don't lie to yourself. Shine your lights, stand in your nakedness and take whatever comes with that because you can't be in a real relationship with anyone else or yourself without that. Now, if you noticed, I said I'm more honest than most. And most of us think that that we're honest until we really start looking. <laughs> and I did that a long time ago. And I noticed that there were times that I wasn't being honest. There were little things that just slid in there. Um, that was just so easy to say, like I'm busy. Uh, when I'm not or I'm pretending to be more enthusiastic about something than I really am. And those aren't giant issues, but they are if you're striving to be honest. So instead of making excuses for things, you know, I don't maybe I just won't say anything. <laughs> I just let no be no. And I'm not gushy by nature. So whatever emotions you see is real. But if I'm not enthusiastic, enthusiastic about something, I'm OK uh, with being lukewarm. It means I you know, don't have to eat lima beans just to be nice. If someone thinks you like lima beans, then they're going to keep making you lima beans. <laughs> but if you tell them once that they're not your thing, you never have to eat lima beans again. So whose feelings are hurt? You know, it's not a big deal. Now, I have to say that there's a line beyond which honesty is brutal and hurtful. I'm not advocating that you go there. But where that line lies, I think, has to do with how honest the listener is. I'm pretty honest, so I can hear other people's honesty without taking it personally. I appreciate it, in fact, even if it's not what I want to hear, because I know that you can't build a project, a relationship, or a community on lies or half truths. I don't want to hear that someone wants to do this thing just because they like me, they want to please me, they want to help me, but meanwhile, they have no interest in it. So just say. It's better for us both. You know what I mean? 
So let's re-language this, okay? Being nice to spare someone's feelings is a deception. If you are deceptive about your feelings, you're hiding yourself. You're putting up a shield where no one can get in. And lots of people do this all day long in little ways. For example, how often does this happen? I ask how you're doing. You say fine, even though you're having a horrible day. Fine is a politically correct superficial response. It's a I'm doing this socially acceptable thing response that keeps us from having any real dialogue. And if you answered honestly, you might open the door to intimacy and you could say, I'm not fabulous, but it's not something that I want to talk about. That's honest. You could say things are not great. That's an invitation. If that's someplace I want to go with you, I could ask you to elaborate and then we'd be having a meaningful exchange. If it's not where I want to go with you, I could just acknowledge it and then you'll know "Mm, doors closed. So, so much of that present hedonistic thing that we do, I think, is a replacement for real intimacy, which lots of people really want. That's connection. And if we had real intimacy, we wouldn't need all that superficial stimulation all the time. So many people complain of loneliness. How can you not be lonely when the busyness gets in the way of connection? You need honesty for connection. And so many social rituals are just not set up to create that. They're created to make us avoid the truth and avoid discomfort or prevent others from being uncomfortable. Just look at kids. I witnessed this toddler snuggling up with his mom at a playground. And he was looking at this very large woman just staring at her. And then he said something about uh, the lady being fat. And his mom smacked him. So what did he do wrong? He spoke the truth. The reaction was teaching him that it's not okay to talk about someone's weight. Sure. And maybe it's not okay to be fat. And not okay to tell the truth. Now those things are uncomfortable. But what would it look like to live in a world where it was okay to talk about it? I think it would lose the shame and energy around it. We don't talk about death, paranormal experiences, menstruation, intimacy, things we don't know about, sex, um, the opposite gender, impotence, bad breath, bidets. You know, there's things we're afraid of. I don't know. Lots of things. There are tons of things that I only hear about because I'm a therapist. It's like, what do you have friends and family for? (laughs) You would think that there shouldn't be a category of things that you could only talk to your therapist about. But because she's not allowed to tell anybody or judge you. That could be conversation with anybody if we just got over the lying thing and the judging thing. But honesty makes you appreciate the courage that it takes to tell the truth. So I think you're less judgy and less sensitive. I know that I can talk to my native friends a whole lot easier than my non-native friends. And silence is easier too. There's not this sense that you have to fill it with endless chatter. It's like there's honesty in the silence and it gives you space to think, to be still or to wait for the right time to speak. So I suppose that's actually part of it. In order to be honest, you have to say what you mean. It's not about sharing every ugly thought with people who don't want to hear it and who might be hurt by it, which is the excuse that I often hear for why people aren't honest. And in order for you to say what you mean, you have to give it some thought. So there's more silence, and this has to be okay too. Today we want instant gratification of being texted within 30 seconds of sending a message. You're not allowed to think about the response. Well, give yourself that space. Be thoughtful in your speech. Get clear on what you want to say. 
you'll find that you need less of it when you think about it. I often think about things and then come to the conclusion that I don't need to give a response at all. There's just nothing to add or say. So honesty is, in my opinion, an important component of sovereignty. It's the expression of who you are, what you value, how you feel, and what you want. So perhaps the biggest benefit of telling the truth is that you get to know who you are. Because we lie to ourselves all the time. Up until the time I was 13, I was a daddy's girl. Hanging out with my dad was my favorite thing. He's my main man. (laughs) And then, you know, your friends become more important. And boys are a constant distraction. But I wasn't quite there yet. And one weekend, I don't remember the exact details, but it was something like I wanted to hang out with my dad and he either didn't want to or was wanted to bring someone else along. It was something like that. And I ended up not hanging out with him that day and pretending that I didn't care. Meanwhile, on the inside, I felt betrayed. And in my 13-year-old mind, I was saying something like, you can't trust men or something like that. I don't know. But that became part of the way that I, I related to men. And um, I know when you look at it factually, it doesn't make any sense. You think that life happens, we mature, and we override that silly young child programming. But I can tell you from my own experience and from working with many, many people that it doesn't happen like that. Most of the lies we tell are lies to ourselves. If on that day I'd been honest and I said, I just want to hang out with my dad, instead of pretending that it didn't matter, that I wasn't hurt, I could have avoided a ton of distortions that I live my life by. (laughs) And we all have lots and lots of these energetic patterns in our psyche. And they're so damaging and so avoidable just by telling the truth. It happened with our friends, teachers, families, lovers. That's why I'm telling you it pays to be honest. Nobody wants to carry that baggage. So honesty helps you to have a better relationship with yourself. It also helps you to have a better relationship with other people. How many times do we want someone to like us so we do things that we don't want to do to make ourselves more attractive? Say, I don't like baseball, but I go to baseball games just to hang out with this guy. Then we get into a relationship and I feel secure with him and I start doing the, I don't want to go to the game with you anymore thing. And this guy thinks he has his dream girl when he has no such thing. Or maybe I want this guy to like me because I have low self-esteem or I'm lonely So I do all these things that really go against who I am. So I'm not being honest. And I get the guy. But he's not even really somebody that I like or who works with my values, my desires, or my lifestyle. So I end up contorting myself to make it work. And who does that serve? Again, this is completely avoidable if we're honest with ourselves and the other person. Or think about all the harm that's done that's based on misplaced rage. A serial killer who had a horrible mother So he goes out and kills women or a guy who was bullied. So he cuts himself in secret or a girl is molested. And when she's she she goes out and finds a partner who will beat her up. You know, how would that be different if those people just said, I'm hurt. I feel helpless. I feel worthless. The trauma doesn't have to go on and spread to our kids and other people if we deal with our emotions in this moment. I know that's easier said than done, but that's why we have rituals. It's to help us purge and feel and do that in the presence of others so that it becomes normalized. We're too image conscious and don't value honesty enough. As long as we value pleasantries over reality and honesty, we're not going to change as a culture. 
In order to learn from nature about honesty, we have to be patient. That might sound a little bit bizarre, but hear me out. Remember when I said that um, present hedonists don't like to be bored? Well, it takes patience to sit with nature. She doesn't reveal herself all at once, usually. So there's layers to things. Not often, or not always, but often. So when we're doing something like watching a sunset, it changes. The first thing that we see isn't the whole thing. And our feelings are like that, too. So what's on top may not be the whole thing. It's just the top layer. So with the serial killer example, it might be that I want to hurt all women. Then it's I want to hurt my mom. Then it's I want to hurt myself. Then I might morph into a blob of things like, why wasn't I good enough? Why didn't she love me? And more and more layers come out. And when all of this is experienced and expressed, at the end, there's always love and peace and acceptance and lots of good stuff. But you never get there if you aren't willing to feel the stuff we avoid. And I can tell you that love is always at the at the center of it because I've I do this with people all day long, every day. And I've never seen a person yet where that wasn't true. So do you think a spider ever gets bored? <laughs> I don't actually know if they do or not. But if they do, <laughs> that's they are who they are. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they do what they do. If we let ourselves be who we are, as we are, uh, it's an honest and conscious life. We can relate to all of nature in that honest way. And people know who they're dealing with and who they can rely on. And if you're the one who brings beauty in the world, People won't expect you to be the artist or the Einstein. If you're the crafty one who's good with his hands, it'd be silly to expect you to be the guy who pushes paper or works with details. See what I'm saying? The world needs all of us. Nobody's a mistake. We all have a gift to share. And when we work together, it's a beautiful thing. But if you want that from others, you have to accept it when it shows up. In couples work, it's easy for people to say that they want honesty, but the first time that it shows up, you can see them go right back to their coping and avoidant habits and shut that honesty right down. They use tears, manipulation, judgment, anger to basically teach their partners to lie by reinforcing it. Why are you telling me that? How could you say such a thing? That. (laughs) So I'm sharing this. So if you do this, you can check yourself. If you want honesty, you have to make it safe for people to give it to you. And if you want the empowerment that comes with being honest, you have to take a risk, be vulnerable, and be willing to be rejected. If enough of us do this, that's going to be the norm. It's, it's a norm I'd like to see. And then there's another benefit too. Well, I don't know if it's a benefit, but it's a difference at least. And that is that the more honest you are, the more your third eye opens and the more easily you can see other people's BS. It's just crystal clear. Or maybe it's not BS. It could just be that they're not very self-aware. And if you look around at people, some are really good at giving you a textbook story of how maybe they think, but their bodies are saying that the truth is something different. And this is how we get blindsided by our shadow and why we need to pay attention. And the rest of nature, a fish is a fish, a bird is a bird. It doesn't try to be something else. And I think that's a form of honesty and integrity. It's a value that we embrace here at Pan Society. So just something to think about. Thank you all for listening. I'd love to hear your take on it. What did I miss? What are your stories about how honesty has impacted your life? Come see us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Join the conversation. And if you'd like to contribute to our mission, donates, donations are gratefully accepted at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Pan Society.
And if you're interested in learning how to be more in touch with animism, I invite you to join our online experiential animism class, which is located at pansociety.org. Thank you, and I hope to see you all there. Ciao.